Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to American Beauties, episode number three, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, Sam Wismer. Sam, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Excited for all of the prospect camps that are starting up. Uh, we're going to start to see a little bit more of these AHL rosters tomorrow night. Um, you're going to get to see one of our favorite lines that we've seen put together across any of these prospect camps. We were talking about it just a minute ago. You want to fill the people in on uh, what's going on there? Yeah. So uh, the New York New York Rangers rookies play the Flyers rookies um, tomorrow night, and I will I'll be there covering the game. Um, and the one line that came out today was just like chef's kiss, like. I could not wait to see this line in person. Tyson Forrester, Noah Cates, Jackson Cates. A couple of UMD boys. So you know that that's already tugging at my heartstrings, a, a line that I think is just going to be so fun to watch. Then you throw Tyson Forrester in that mix as well. I mean, that that is speed. It's power. It's They can beat you in 20 different ways at any given time. You know, I mean, one one of my Twitter followers who has followed me since the very beginning, um, he basically, like, after I had went to the Checking for Charity tournament, he's like, all right, Sam, you're ready to run through a brick wall like a Kool-Aid man. I'm oh, like, you are. I can tell. <laughs> and, like, I saw this line today, and I was like, oh, Lappy, I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's for the fans. That's for the team. That's hockey is back and if you can't get excited to see something like that i mean why are you even listening to this pod if you can't get excited about something like that um and i know like some people are questioning i know a a lot of my my canes friends are questioning like oh why isn't this person on the roster why is this person not on the roster like some these these guys age out of being in rookie camp Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you're going to be seeing the last years of some of these guys being in rookie camp. Um, you know, just going back to the Flyers, like Wade Allison aged out. Tanner Lazinski aged out. Mm-hmm. Um, Felix Sandstrom aged out. It's not because they are they have a possibility of making the roster. It's more than likely because they aged out. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of prospects are invited to camp and take part in the rookie games. So Right. And especially you see this with a lot of your players who are maybe selected in your on your your day three picks is what you know as a an NA or NFL equivalent since they change around how they do the draft days and they do rounds two through seven on all one day now. But um, your your guys that are rounds four, five, six, and seven getting a chance to get some of those guys in house and see where they have progressed from last year to this year. Um, seeing what sorts of strides they've taken and giving them a taste of that as well, that competition level that's needed to make it to the AHL level, to make it to the NHL, um, and really to see kind of where you stack up organizationally as well. If I know, hey, there are three guys that I need to beat out to try and get that roster spot, I'm going to give them absolutely everything I've got in this camp to show that. Um it's it's an exciting time and a, a time that organizations as a whole can kind of really reflect on where they're at. So, and I think like these prospect showcases, um, you know, some of them, not some of them, but it just 
obviously it gives a chance to show what you can do for your organization, whether it be Vegas, whether it be Calgary, whether it be the Islanders, whatever it may be, these kids are getting invited to show what they can do. And then I'm more than sure that they get feedback and they take that back to them to their junior clubs or wherever they go. But it's also a chance for them to show what they can do. Right. Your, your NHL or AHL club says, hey, I need you to be, you know, a solid penalty killer. And you've kind of played a bit of a two-way game, but we really need you to focus on that defensive side. And to go back and say, hey, coach, this is what they told me. I want to be on penalty kill one this year. What do I need to do to make that happen? That's where that growth happens. And that's how players get better as a whole. And organizations get better as a whole when those types of conversations happen. So, And also, um, sorry, and also with these prospect games, rookie games, whatever they want to call them, you have those sleeper players, the ones mm -hmm. that, like, you think aren't going to do anything, and they do everything. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple years ago with the Minnesota Wild, and this was while Alex Tuck was still – um, part of the organization before he went to Vegas in the expansion draft, where it was during a prospect camp that he pulled this absolute highlight reel shootout move at the end. Um, goalie lost his stick trying to poke check for it and just toe dragged around him and had this ridiculous selly afterwards as well that just got me so hyped to see him. Like I, I knew he was going to be good, but it was like, whoa, He's the real deal. He's going to be that guy. And when you have a prospect like that, too, where you saw kind of that swagger and that personality a little bit, um, Minnesota Wild Hockey hasn't necessarily had a lot of personalities throughout their history. Um, it's, it's very much you're focused on hockey and that's it. And all the other off-ice stuff doesn't matter. It's, it's not too high. It's not too low. It's just as even keel as you can be. So when seeing that from Alex Tuck as well, that was almost like a, a breath of fresh air that like, whoa, this is this is really happening. We're going out to try and get a legit goal scorer. And like, thank God we have that now in Kaprizov. But um, well, God, I got pers a personality, hard. yeah, like it needed to needed to happen. And, you know, well, Tuck with, ended up elsewhere. But it was in that prospect camp that we got to see that. Yeah. And with a Kaprizov, I know you, I know Minnesota was uh, was stressing out a little bit this summer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot with Kaprizov and that's, that's a topic for a, another time, but yeah. I mean, that was looking pretty scary there for a moment. So, um, yep. and welcome to being a Fedotov fan. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm very concerned for him too. And what's going to end up happening there. Like it's, it's not a good situation for Russian players at any level, whether that's no. with the pro teams, whether that's with the minor league teams um, across the board. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about tonight, too. We were going to plan for a, uh, a deep dive on the Atlantic Division, which is going to be your forte throughout the season. Yes. Um, probably your is, – is it safe to call that your favorite division? Is, is that allowed on this show to say that it's a favorite? It's a favorite division. <laughs> it's, well, the division it's the division that I deal with the most. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right in with uh, Bridgeport here. We're going to kind of follow the, the same way that we had last year. A little quick recap on last season, looking ahead to this season. Uh, they were 31, 30, and 11 last season, sixth in the Atlantic. 
Uh, they swept Providence 2-0 in the first round of the playoffs, but then lost 3-1 to Charlotte. Um, and for Bridgeport, that was their first playoff series win since 2002. So a long time coming for that organization that hasn't seen that success into the postseason. It's been they get there, but then nothing happens when they get there. So yeah, maybe a sign that things are starting to turn around heading into this season. Bridgeport definitely came out and just surprised us, especially towards the end because they were, you know, everything went towards point percentage and got, I don't want to be the historian to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they I, I think they can do it. They added a lot of guys this, this off season uh, when we all thought the Islanders weren't doing mm-hmm. anything. Um, right. They just like came out. I was like, oh, oh, are they feeling okay? Lou woke up. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of guys, uh, the the big one for me is seeing Dennis Chalowski as uh, someone who got picked up with the Islanders now. Um, I believe he was with the Red Wings. Yes. Okay. So he so he was Red Wings and Seattle and kind of all, all over the place there with how that worked out. But um maybe a more stable landing spot with the Islanders and a team that um you know you you look at how organizationally the Islanders have built up their defense like they are defense and goaltending first you know you're only scoring one goal and we're only going to score two but that's all we need cuz mm-hmm. we're just going to play that type of a defensive system Chalowski is the type of player who, if he's kind of in that tweener role between the AHL and NHL this season, really a good fit for both organizations. Yeah, he um, he played for Charlotte last year, um, three goals, 15 assists in 31 games. And then he was also up for 11 games for the Kraken. And they wrote in the Capitals um, and he had three assists within those um, 11 games. So, yeah, I, he he can definitely add to the team. Um, he's more of a playmaker. Um, you know, just seeing him in person, he's, he's better at being a playmaker than a goal scorer. Um, someone else that they added who was with Lehigh last season, uh, Ryan McKinnon. He's a defenseman. Um, he had 124 ECHL games with the Worcester Railers. Um 11 goals, 39 assists, and within 25 games with Lehigh, he only had two goals. Um, Just kind of like little tidbits I pull out about players. He was on the CIS Australia all-rookie team in 2016, and he was named to the U.S. or U Sports Australia first all-star team in 2018. Okay, love that. That was a mouthful. So thank you for reading that. So I didn't have to. (laughs) Um, They added another defenseman by the name of Vincent. I think that's how you say it. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, S-E-V-A-N-I. Savani. Okay. Savani. Yep. I'm pretty Um, sure that's it. I'm like 99% sure that's it. Yeah. It's it's 845 at night. I'm I'm Uh, (laughs) tapped. He is coming from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, watch him is all I can say. 64 points in 62 games. He had 18 goals, 46 assists. Um, 
in the QMJHL. He played 121 games over, or no, sorry, 215 games over his career in the juniors, 121 points for 36 goals and 85 assists. That's excellent production from a defenseman at juniors. Yeah. Um, I want him. <laughs> yes. Um, going back to the defense and goaltending situation here, um, kind of a big loss with Corey Schneider out the door. Um, it played a lot of minutes for Bridgeport last year. However, uh, Jacob Skarik seems like he's going to be taking over that lead role. Um, do you think that that's a, he's ready to take on that type of load? They did pick up uh, Henrik Tikkanen, who had been playing in Europe as well. Um, someone else to kind of round out the room, but is he ready for that type of role? And and what does the loss of Schneider mean for the team? The, the loss of Schneider is 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 definitely big. Um, I forget where Schneider went to. Um, I don't know that he's actually. I don't know that he signed somewhere yet. Um, yeah, currently, currently free agent. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see him being picked up anywhere. Um, whether or not I think he's ready to take on the role, sight unseen, I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't kind of know any of that stuff until you start seeing them play. Um, Tikkanen, however, had is coming straight over from overseas. Like, there is no junior league. He's coming straight mm-hmm. from overseas. He had 19 games last year with Moto. That's what it said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, 13-4-0 with a 2.50 goals against average, 0.903 save percentage with one shutout. Um, I mean, even 19 games is hard to, 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 to gain where a goalie's at. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I feel like just goalies always take longer to develop and you can't really tell their, their, their ceiling. Right. Yeah, and beyond uh, playing with Moto, he was also with, um, so he played all Svenskin, he played SHL, um, and he had two different clubs in the SHL that he was with. So kind of used to a, a journeyman role already um, early in his career. So looking for somewhere to maybe set up shop for a couple of years and stay in one place. Bridgeport has the opportunity there for him to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bridgeport has definitely been a team that has been looked down on um, much like another team in the Atlantic division that could definitely be, could definitely pull it this year, um, depending on who they, they bring in. And <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that here shortly. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think first um, though we should, should get this uh, ad read in uh, American beauties is sponsored by body check wellness Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com. Use the promo code OCS in all caps for 25% off your hemp-derived CBD oils, functional mushroom blends, and edibles. That's Body Check Wellness. Check spelled C-H-E-K. Thank them for sponsoring this segment of the show. Um, Just to get back to the Islanders, they they re-signed Arnaud Durando um, for another year. 
he played 64 games last year with 15 goals and 22 assists. He was the third on team in goals. And he had one goal and one assist in the Calder Cup playoffs. I had one more guy that I just realized that uh, I wanted to spotlight for uh, for the Islanders here. And that's uh, Atu Ratia, who they took a couple years ago. That was a 2021 draft. Who, okay. Um, about two or three years before the draft, there was a lot of talk that he was going to be the number one pick. Had a an underwhelming draft year and slid out of the top ten entirely. Um, he, I can't remember. I want to say maybe he might've even fell into the second round. Um, but a type of guy who at one point, uh, yeah, so 52nd overall, so second round. Um, but at draft year minus one, he was a top five, if not the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. uh, but just had a really, really bad draft year underperformed. Now that he is no longer playing in Finland and is playing AHL hockey this year, uh, I think we're really going to see that development and where has he come from that high level of potentially a a top five overall pick. And the talent is definitely there. It was just he couldn't quite put it all together in his draft year. How has he responded to that? You know, if you want to call it adversity, how has he responded to that? Um, And I think we'll see that with Bridgeport this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know they, and then they also made two other signings. They signed um, their draft, one of their draft picks from this year, Cal Odellis, to a three-year entry-level contract, but he mm-hmm. was going overseas. Okay. Um, they signed Paul Ledoux. He had 60 games with Bridgeport and four goals, eight assists, and over 200 um AHL games. He had 83 points. He played with Hershey Islanders in Ontario, and he had 30 goals and 53 assists. And they also signed Hudson Fashing, who has had 38 NHL games with Arizona and Buffalo. So, you know. Um, <laughs> he also played with Tucson Roadrunners so, and had 14 goals, 23 assists. And um, with 280 AHL games, Tucson and Ro- Rochester uh, 69 goals, 79 assists. So, some nice numbers there. I I just feel like the AHL is just gonna completely light it up with all 32 teams this year. Oh, I hope so. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. Um, and having a little more balance. Like, yes, they need to realign, and we've already talked about that on this show. Um, it's gonna happen. Only a matter of time here. Um, next up, uh, Charlotte Checkers. Uh, the Checkers, 42, 24, and 6 last season. They were first in the Atlantic. Um, upset by Springfield with a 3 nothing sweep in the division finals. Um, we were talking about this before the show, that Charlotte is no longer dual-affiliated. Last year, they had Florida and Seattle um, sending their AHL talent to Charlotte. Uh, this year, with the introduction of Coachella, uh, that's not quite going to be the case anymore. It's strictly Florida's AHL affiliate. Uh, how dramatically has that changed things this offseason for Charlotte? <laughs> it definitely changed it. Um, they were kind of, you know, I would see them come on the schedule and I'd be like, like, come on, I don't want to play these guys tonight because I knew exactly what was going to happen and I was right. Um they would just stomp on us and be 
exactly what happened. So with them basically taking half the team to Seattle, you know, um, it's definitely going to change things. You know, they, they added some guys. Added a lot when you have that much, you know, that many roster spots to turn over. Um, just starting Panthers signed Riley Bizeau to a AHL deal. Um, mm-hmm. He finished his junior career with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, 38 points. So he had 17 goals, 21 assists. In this last season, he put up 27 points with 11 goals and 16 assists in 56 games. So solid player. I think that, you know, that's a great signing for them. Um, they signed, uh, well, I think this is one of their, um, obviously draft picks, Nathan Seos to a three-year ELC. Um, a lot of, a lot of entry-level contracts are three years, just Mm -hmm. kind of the norm. Um, they signed Alex Lyon. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that is a big one. That's where um, I was like sitting here. I was like, oh man, do I talk about this? Yeah, um, one of the top goaltenders from last season and certainly in the playoffs. I think he ended like second in the goalie standings for the AHL. Um, so if he doesn't get that roster spot in Florida against, because he's battling Spencer Knight mm-hmm. for, for that backup spot, if he doesn't, he'll come to Charlotte. <clears throat> this host will see him four times this year. <laughs> yeah, that that is going to be a really interesting goaltending battle too cuz you know uh, Alex Lyon has the the age factor but Knight has already been playing at that NHL level so oh, yeah. It's I don't know how he can beat Knight out but like if you want to talk goaltending depth organizationally like Florida's got it. Oh yeah, they're like top to bottom. They've got it. Yeah. Um, so if if he doesn't get that backup spot over Spencer Knight, he will come to Charlotte and he will um, serve his time there. Um, it, it is important to note that he will have to eat the first two games of the season. Yep. Nice little. Uh, my little criminal. Like, little little double bird <laughs> celebration that uh, you know, excited that he just won the Calder Cup and. Was was being goofy and you know doing what hockey players oh, no. do. Oh no, um, he 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 did that to all the Springfield fans. Yeah, they were they were heckling him all night. I don't I don't blame him for doing that. <laughs> uh, either way, one one game for each finger. So yep, that's um, about right. So and Florida signed uh, Jerry Mayhew. I was just going to bring that one up. Um, played with Lehigh last year. Uh, a former Look, Minnesota Wild Chuck. player. He's a he is a Chuck Fletcher original, um, through he, and through. He, he's a Fletcher OG. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, always like Jerry Mayhew. Uh, just a, a he's a, a, a lunch pail guy. He's yeah. a scrappy agitator on the ice, and I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, he he's not you know gonna go out and score forty goals for you. Like that's not the type of game he is. But he's the work hard, be a pest to play against, um, shut things down defensively and make space for the guys who are going to light the lamp. Yeah. Like that's his role and he knows it and he plays it very, very well. Um, wanted to get, oh, go ahead. 
sorry, a signing that they made that I found interesting. NHL veteran, they signed him to a two-way contract, Michael Delzato. Mm-hmm. I found that like just super interesting. Yeah, once once again, just kind of that organizational depth. I mean, Florida is they are pushing for a cup this year. They we saw it last year. Like that was a team that uh, I had I had picked at the beginning of last season for Florida to go to the cup, and and they just got completely mowed over by Tampa. They did just, and that's been the case for the past five years at least. Yeah, uh, but they went out and got Kachuk to try to add some grit to their roster. They've added depth at the AHL level so that these guys who are when you have that kind of competition throughout the organization and everybody is fighting for, you know, if I'm on the third line, I'm trying to get up to the second. If I'm at the AHL first, I'm trying to get up to NHL fourth. Can I be, you know, where, where is my fit here? But you have that competition throughout that makes everything better throughout your organization. Like I'm seeing that with my junior hockey guys that the teams that have full rosters are more competitive because they have that compete level going in practice every day. And when you've got seven guys who are going to sit out and not be playing on a given weekend, there's that much more push to get in the lineup in practice so that when it gets to game day, you're ready to go. Charlotte through Florida has kind of built that naturally as well. Yeah. You also have to have a coach that's willing to, sit your players down who've had a bad night and be like, mm-hmm. this is what you did wrong. Watch the game tonight, come back, come to practice, ready to work. Like yeah, I saw it a lot last year with, with Lehigh. I mean, when we could afford to sit players. Right. Which is, I guess the other side of that coin as well is do you have enough guys where you can be sitting guys? Cause with the AHL, the NHL call-ups with the send downs, player transactions across the way, I don't think, players. I, I don't think there was any other team that was as, as injury prone as Philadelphia last year. And I mean, I mean, we we can talk about it when we get to, to Lehigh, but you know, you one, you have to be able to afford to sit that player. Mm-hmm. Two, you have to be able to get through to that kid because whether you realize it or not, these are they're, they're kids. They're 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old kids. They think they know the world right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they only know one world, and that's hockey. So you've got to be able, as a coach, you have to be willing to sit down and be like, this is what you did wrong. This is what you got to do. you got to come back to practice and, and, and work on it. Um, that's just my little spiel. <laughs> yeah. No, you're exactly right. And when these players are being told throughout – you know, they're, you know, from, from Bantams on up that, you know, you're the best player on the team. You're going to make it. You're, you know, all this. And then you get to that level where, oh, all of a sudden you're not the best in your group anymore. That's a wake-up call for a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, sorry. They good coach did, to work with that, yeah. They did make a um, – two-year AHL deal with Riley Nash today. Okay, awesome. Um, Riley uh, spent three seasons with the Checkers from 2010 to 2013. He played alongside Zach Dalp 
Mm-hmm. Um, and new assistant coaches, Jared Stahl and Bobby Sanguinetti with Jordy Keener behind the bench as the assistant coach. He's 33, so he has age to him. He is a forward. Uh, he's entering his 13th season. He has spent a majority of the last 10 years in the NHL, and he's posted 176 points in 627 career games with Carolina, Boston, Columbus, Toronto, Winnipeg, Tampa Bay, and Arizona. He has also logged 42 playoff games in the NHL, including eight games during Lightning's run to the Stanley Cup Finals this past season. If you had put me on the spot to name those seven teams that he had played with, I could have come up with two. I knew Boston and I knew Columbus and I knew he had been around the rest of the way, but would not have been able to pluck those ones out of the air. Um, Thank you for having that ready. Yeah. At the AHL level, he's um, gained about 107 points in 205 games with Charlotte and Syracuse crunch um, with 45 goals, 62 assists. And the veteran forwards tenure with the crunch came last season when he rocked up 18 points, 10 goals, eight assists in 17 games. So you're adding that veteran presence. Um, mm-hmm. Like I I went on about last episode where the veteran presence is so needed. Absolutely. Um, one last guy that I wanted to highlight here was uh, Dominic Franco, and that's just because he had spent time with ECHL, Cincinnati Cyclones last year. Um, so glad to see a bit of him and glad to see him uh, moving his way up through the ranks there as well. Uh, before we move on to Hartford, do you want to do the uh, the next ad read for us? Sure. Go to www.oldcitysports.com and check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more, including uh, one of our newer shows, Delco Dive, which is our beer tasting show. Uh, super interesting. Uh, <laughs> I want yeah, a spot on that show. Like, not that I don't want to do this show, but sit around <laughs> and talk and drink beer. Like, that's that's awesome. Um, and we also have other shows, uh, Beers, Buds, and Blue, which is our uh, Toronto show. Um, we also have a, uh, I believe now it's going a four for four, uh, all New York sports show, but um, it is, it's called Ice Cold Takes. Um, Joey DiMiglio, he actually interviewed Kevin Weeks a couple weeks ago. Mm, um, that was so cool. Uh, I was, How Joey, super proud of you, dude. Uh, that that was that was a big highlight, um, and of, of course Flyers Alley. We always got to give Jesse a shout out because uh, mm-hmm. without Flyers Alley, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fun show too. That was how I got connected with Jesse was um, talking Chuck Fletcher on Flyers Alley. So that was a, an interesting show to say yeah. the very least. Uh, Hartford Chuck Wolfpack. <laughs> Hartford Wolfpack, thirty-two, thirty-two and eight last season. They were seventh in the Atlantic. Had a hot start to the season, but an 11, 20, and 3 stretch from February to April. They missed the playoffs by seven thousandths of a percentage point as a result of that streak. And that's the type of thing that leaves a bitter taste in your mouth, especially with one playoff appearance since 2013. Um, But it seems like they've already started to address that. Um, They cleared out the goaltending room for new goaltenders. In the system, we talked last week with San Diego about um, when you clear out kind of an entire position group, then San Diego had cleared out all but two of their defensemen. When you're bringing in four new goaltenders, 
I mean, that to me is like, we need this shakeup and it needs to happen now. Um, kind of ripping the Band-Aid off in a way. Um, and one of those new ones they signed to, Louis Deming, he's probably going to be your your day one guy. Um, I love Louis. Louis is one of my favorites. He's great. He, he's a fun player, fun to watch, and a guy that you want to root for. Um, don't don't but, have him eat spicy pork before he goes on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Hartford, what what are you uh, expecting from them this year? What are you seeing from them already with their their signings uh, beyond so, the, the goaltending situation? Hartford definitely cleared house. Uh, <laughs> I would always dread playing them in the beginning of the season. It would be like, uh, okay. Um, and then it got later in the season. I was just like, all right, where where are you guys at? Like, what's going on here? Um, beyond the goalie situation, I mean, they added a lot of players. Like, a lot of players to the point we don't have time to go over them all. Um, this is the Rangers AHL team. So this is going to tell you kind of where the Rangers are at. Um, the Rangers want to win. We saw that. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to change this season, especially when the NHL club added Vincent Trocek. They added, you know, whoever else they added. Um, they want to win. And I think this is their way of being like, hey, if you don't work, we're getting rid of you. And I think that's that's ultimately what what the demise of last year's team was. Um, the one goaltender they did add, um, oh my god, I lost them. Parker, yeah, Parker Gahagan. Gahagan, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's Gahagan. Yeah, it's it's got to be Gahagan. We're just gonna go with that. Yep. Um, listen, you're lucky I know how to pronounce Svechnikov, okay? <laughs> Mr. Svechnikov! I love Andre. He's my favorite. Uh, on the Canes. Mm -hmm. um, so, Gahagan spent the 21-22 season with both the AHL and ECHL, and he appeared in two games with AHL's Milwaukee Admirals and posted a 0-1-0 with goals again. You play one game, you're getting a 3.1 GAA and a 90% save percentage. Yep. Um, he played 35 games with the ECHL team Florida Everglades, and he had a 2010-3 record with a .916 save percentage and a 2.32 goals against average. He also recorded four shutouts while with the Everglades. Um, I believe the Everblades won the Kelly Cup. Oh, shoot. I really should know that off the top of my head. Um, I, I I remember, I, I think, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Florida won, uh, the, won the series 4-1. Yeah, so. Beat um, Toledo. Yeah. ECHL is a fun, fun league mm -hmm. to watch, too. I wish they had, like, ECHL TV because I'd purchase that, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's one of their, their goaltenders that they, they picked up this year. Um he just brought in so many guys. I'm just like astounded. Yeah, um, just kind of a complete 
roster overhaul here. Um, if you want to talk about rebuilding, Chuck <laughs> Fletcher, um, that's how you do it. <laughs> and like we've talked about with some of these other clubs too, like the Rangers, they're going for it, so they know we got to get our AHL system in place too. We got to kind of flesh that out. Um, we're seeing some of their their draft picks um, start to make the team. Um, Will Cooley uh, was with the Windsor Spitfires in the OHL last year. He's in the first year of his entry-level deal, a guy that that they invested some early draft capital in that uh, is just going to make a difference this year. Uh, Vitaly Kravtsov coming back from the KHL. Um, you know, where's, where's his fit? Uh, Hartford really shaking things up a lot. But they added, needed um, changes. They added Tim Gettinger to a one-year contract. He split the season between the Wolfpack and the Rangers uh, last season. And while in Hartford, he played in 45 games and scored 25 points, 10 goals, 15 assists, while serving as the alternate captain. Um, his 15 assists set a new career high, while his 10 goals gave him give him three double-digit goal-scoring seasons in his AHL career. Um, he's, a, he's a big forward. He's, he's big. He's a 6'6", 220. And you've got guys that big that can consistently put pucks in the net. Like, that's a coach's dream. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just reading off the website here. He finished first in plus-minus. He was a plus-nine at the end of the season. Seventh in assists and tied for seventh in goals and eighth in points among the entire team last year. Um, he skated in a career high of eight NHL games. Um, it didn't say if he scored any goals or not or any assists, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hartford, really a wild card until we kind of see how that roster comes together, but I'm optimistic about this team. I think they can, I, I definitely think that the, the floor for this team would be about 38 wins. I, I just, that's what I'm expecting from them this year is like, that is the, the goal. And really like, can they beat that? Absolutely. I think that's probably about right for, for where they'll finish this year. Yeah, um, they can definitely be a wild card, especially for the division. This this division, especially, mm -hmm. you're 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 gonna see sleepers wake up. Right, and and as we saw last year, a, a hot start can quickly cool off, and as we saw with some other clubs, you can overcome a bad start. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. So. Yep. Hartford, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, I believe I, I, I always remember Jesse saying to me, um, the AHL is literally called either the Always Hungry League or it's called the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. So one of those two. Show. Anything happens league. I like that one. Yeah. Anything happens league. I like that. All right. Uh, next ad read we got here, uh, Norsebeards.com. Visit www.Norsebeards.com and enter promo code OCS for 25% off your Norsebeards products. Uh, I am 
nearly done with the beard product that I've been using. So I'm definitely going to have to give these guys a try. Um, see where things are at with Norse beards. I love their logo too. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Even though I don't have a beard or anything to take care of, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they've got other like hair products too that are good. Like most, like even if beards is their main thing, they've probably got some other stuff there too, just hair in general. Yeah. Uh, Hershey Bears, uh, 34, 32, and 10. They were fifth in the Atlantic last season, lost 2-1 in the first round to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Um, one of my favorite goaltending tandems in the league with Zach Ficali and Hunter Shepard, two guys that I've just liked, um, Hunter Shepard with UMD, and then Zach Ficali. Uh, with him, it was NHL 14, and every team I had that ever won, he was the goalie for uh, went out and traded for him every franchise mode. Um, so I just liked him and started rooting for him, you know, wherever he played. Uh, but one big loss for Hershey is uh, Phoenix Copley, who we talked about on last week's show. Um, Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix Copley out the door, no longer with Hershey. <laughs> I mean, um, Phoenix was there for five years. Mm-hmm. Really long time. And then I think my favorite move that Hershey made this offseason is bringing in Capitals draft pick Bear Hughes. So Bear Hughes will play for the Hershey Bears this season. And if he is not your favorite bear, I mean, that that joke is going to run itself into the ground. And I am totally here for it. Um, You know, just not player-wise. Well, yeah, player-wise. But I just want to... Give a really big congratulations to her name is Emily Angle Natsik, and she got promoted to the Washington Capitals video coach. And I believe she is the first. Hold on, she's the first something. Got to check um, the notes. Got to make sure we get this one right. <laughs> oh boy, it doesn't even say it in this article. Uh, well, she served as the video coach with the Bears during the 2021 20, season and the 21-22 season, and she's responsible for produ- producing opponent pre-scouts and coaching reports, as well as in-game and post-game video breakdowns. So I'm pretty sure she's going to have the same role there. Um, but I think she's like the first female video coach in the NHL. More women in <laughs> hockey. We call for it on this show. We call for it on Twitter all the time. Love to see it. It's I, I just I could do a whole episode on on women in sports in general, but women in hockey is especially important because I, as a woman, face this on a daily basis. Like mm-hmm. men don't think I know what I'm talking about, and I tend to think right. You you work twice as hard for half the respect. <laughs> yes. Um, Hershey captain Matt Molson retired. Hmm. That's a big one. So they lost. They lost their captain. Um, that can be the type of thing that a team kind of rallies around, though. Like you know who who is going to be the next man up? Who's going to earn wearing that letter in camp? Who's who's next? Now, um, from my understanding, I don't think they've named anybody else. Um, and you know what? Sometimes teams need to do that. Teams mm-hmm. need to be like, mm, yeah, we're not going to name anybody this year. Uh, 
they didn't really they made some moves but they didn't make a lot yeah i think kind of the i don't even want to call them the the bigger ones um because i feel like that's a discredit to some of these other guys but um i know that sam annis alexander fortin um Aaron Ness, Gabriel Carlson, Logan Day, Michael Kim. Um, they added Matt Strom. Yep, added Matt Strom. Um, so Matt Strom and Logan Day. I got you. I'll see you guys in the parking lot. <laughs> just, try, just trying to set that one up for you. <laughs> um, uh, actually, a pretty major thing for them is um, they've named their 28th head coach in his in Hershey Bears history. Mm. Um, Todd Nelson, he, um, and they hired assistant coach, Nick Bootland, uh, associate goaltending coach, Juha Latola and video coach, Adam Perner. Um, Nelson brings vast coaching experience and a championship to Hershey. He has had over two decades of experience in the UHL, AHL and NHL. And trying to see, um, he spent the last four seasons as assistant coach for the Dallas Stars. And he returns to Hershey after skating in one season with the club during his playing career during the 1995-1996 campaign. So he's playing experience and coaching experience. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Because... Uh, I've been through a first year head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, you, you, you bring in some fresh faces to the locker room as a whole with your coaching staff there as well. You mentioned the other positions with the assistant coaches as well. Um, that can kind of change things too. So the captain is out, the coaches are out. It, no expectations for me for Hershey this year. Like I, I can't, in good faith, try to say what, where is this team at right now? And not and, knowing those fits. And everybody, I mean, in this in this division especially, you've got you've got Lehigh, you've got Hershey, and you've got the Pens. It's literally a three way rival mm-hmm. because you've got Hershey and the Pens who constantly want to fight each other. And you've got the Pens and Lehigh who constantly want to fight each other. And then forget Lehigh and Hershey. It's Yeah, Jackie Moon and Semi-Pro, everybody love everybody. It is the exact opposite of that with those three teams. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we, we could do a whole show on that rivalry alone. I sat through one game and it literally took... Now, most games take like three hours. Game took four and a half. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't stop fighting. Yep, a lot of stoppages, a lot of fights. I literally sat there and I was like, "Oh my god, guys, two minutes, two just, minutes, just just stop. let it play. <laughs> Drop the puck. Keep your gloves on. Short shifts. Keep it moving. <laughs> yep, keep it moving. Places to be. But yeah, I I don't expect a lot out of Hershey this year, just because of of the coaching changes and you know you want you lose your captain um so we're gonna see how that plays out i don't i don't expect hershey to be as good as they have been in the past but you never know so 
Right. Building year in the Anything Happens League. Yes. <laughs> um, this one's all you. Visit H, or just visit .co, not .com, for all of your custom jersey needs. Colin over there will take care of what you want. He made me a uh, Tanner Lazinski Ohio State jersey, and it is just, I love it. It was really cool. You had it, I think, in the background. Maybe it was either last week or two weeks ago. Maybe you had that one hanging last, out. Last week. I'm at my friend's house right now. So. There you go. Uh, Providence Bruins, last season, 36, 25, and 11. They were third in the Atlantic. Uh, made the playoffs despite scoring the third fewest goals in the entire league. Um, but then they lost five of their final six games of the regular season and got swept by Bridgeport in the first round. Um, this is a team, Sam, we were kind of talking about this throughout this week as we were prepping for the show, that they're in a very weird spot as an organization, and it's not necessarily their own fault. Uh, you look at how the Boston Bruins have traded a lot of early draft capital to you know, go out and get guys like Taylor Hall um, or to go out and get uh, Nick Felino and these guys to try and bolster their Stanley Cup roster. And their AHL roster has kind of seen the brunt of that with not having these younger players coming up, moving through the ranks and getting ready to go. They signed two. Mm -hmm. Two players. Um, they signed Fedor Gordiev. Uh, he's a defenseman. He's 23, appeared in 69 games with the Iowa Heartlanders of the ECHL, notching 21 or 22 points on five goals and 17 assists, so he's a playmaker. Um, he appeared in seven AHL games for the Iowa Wild. Mm -hmm. um, again, he's he's a decent-sized defenseman. He's 6'6", 225, um, spent five seasons in the OHL with Gulf and Hamilton from 2015 to 2020 and recorded 23 goals, 82 assists in 253 career OHL games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fedor Gordiev, a guy who he'll muck it up. Um, 73. Uh, he's a scrapper. 73 PIMS uh, during the 21-22 season uh, at the ECHL level. Um I, I like this stat line when he was uh, playing in the OHL. This was in 2017-18. Uh, 67 games, 8 goals, 17 assists, 106 penalty minutes, and a minus 33. So, I, I mean, you know what you're going to get yes. with him. You know what you're going to get with Gordiev. But if nothing else, he's the type of player who plays Boston Bruins-style hockey He's the type of guy who plays Providence Bruins style hockey. He's going to run you through the boards. He's going to be a tough guy to play against. And you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Suck it up and deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the only other player signing that they made was goaltender Francois Broussard. I should know how to say Broussard. Um, and he's to a one-year AHL contract. He appeared in 31 games for the Jacksonville Icemen of the ECHL, and he posted a 2.19 GAA and a nine, uh, 91 save percentage. Um, he also played in three games with the Hartford Wolfpack of the AHL, obviously, and recorded a 2.64 GAA and a 90 
save percentage. Um, he's six foot one, one eighty five. He skated in nine games for the Wheeling Nailers of the ECHL and fourteen games of the Maine Mariners. Mm-hmm. Now we might, depending how things shake out here, see Keith Kincaid as well. Um, he signed a one-year two-way deal um, this season. Probably, I would think, would be the guy in Providence. Um, but again, a guy that Boston went out and got for depth. Um, but a big need in the goaltending room for Providence with Troy Grosnick out the door. Um, and we talked about Alex Lyon earlier in the show. Grosnick's numbers last year, too, were right up there among the top goaltenders in the league. And when you see a team that the third fewest goals across the AHL still making the playoffs and still having a winning record and a pretty commanding winning record, 36, 25, and 11, um, goaltending a big part of that and an area that Providence needed to address this offseason. Yeah, and uh, those are the only moves that Providence made. Providence has not done much of anything. <laughs> I get the sense that as prospect camps go on and we see some of these, not necessarily cuts, but it's the, well, you know, you're – we don't have that fit for you at the NHL level. So we're going to put you to the AHL level. And as players go through waivers, we might see Providence and Boston making some claims on these guys to help round out that roster a little bit. Um, I would be very surprised if those two signings are the only two that Providence has going into the season, but. Always have time. It's it's been so quiet from Providence. Um, and again, some of that, like uh, Jack Studnika and John Beecher, those are the guys that from the drafts in recent years that they need to have be those guys going forward because they Boston has traded so many of these picks. The, the depth just hasn't been there. Yeah. Uh, who do we got next here? Uh, you just did Lugaroo. I will do this one. Uh, this segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media PA, delivery service anywhere in Pennsylvania. Uh, So that's a cool one there as well. So if you're in Pennsylvania, check out Sterling Pig Brewery. You can order online and they will get that delivered right away. Um, Quick turnaround time. I did some digging on their site today and I'm just out of that delivery range. And so I have to get to the border and, and see if they'll deliver there. Just email them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do there. Uh, Springfield Thunderbirds, 43, 24, and 9. They were second in the Atlantic. They did have, and this is, you've talked about it, I think, on every episode now, points percentage versus points. They had the most points. They were tied on point percentage. And they lost out on that tiebreaker with more games played. But if you want to talk about something to put a chip on your shoulder, missing out on that number one seed, that seemed to work pretty well for Springfield and be a good motivating factor because that got them all the way through to the Calder Cup finals before they lost 4-1 to Chicago. Uh, but Springfield, a largely returning the same roster from last season, um, yeah. a lot of the same guys, but still some other signings as well to round things out and really – Kind of go got almost all in for it, I think, is, is probably the best way to describe it. The one guy that they added was actually from the Calder Cup winning team, Mr. Mm-hmm. Joshua Levo. <laughs> um, 
um, probably one of my favorite wolves. Um, he's a center right winger and he is signed to an NHL one-way contract by St. Louis through the 22-23 season. So if he doesn't make the St. Louis roster, he will be with Springfield and he will serve his season with Springfield. Yeah, but they're going to have to make that decision very early on. And if they have to call him up, you know, if he gets sent back down, would have to go through waivers there too. And he's and the, the type of guy that you want rounding I, out your, your bottom of your lineup if you're at the NHL. feel like if you're a one-way contract and just being put on waivers as a, as a player, you already move around so much. Mm. Being put on waivers, I, I feel is like it's scary. Um, Cause you're like, all right, what did I do wrong? But you got to know it's part of your contract. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think these guys know that, but it's still like, all right, well, I'm not picked up. I'm still with this team, but if I get picked up, where am I going? Mm-hmm. When he's been back and forth between the Marlies and the Maple Leafs, and then he was with Vancouver, Calgary Flames, Chicago, Carolina. I mean, he's, he's kind of used to that journeyman type of role. Um, but a team like St. Louis, where it, it seems like every year they make one or two signings in the offseason that are guys who are going to compete for that fourth line spot. And it's just kind of a, a revolving door for who's going to earn that job. Levo strikes me as the type of guy who can earn that job for St. Louis. Um, just organizationally, the style he plays with, it's it's such a good fit for him. Um and as you root for these guys as well, you're like, you want them to go to teams where they're going to have the opportunity to play their roles to the best of their abilities. I think St. Louis is that fit for Lebo. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he could definitely serve a purpose on, on either team. Um, but obviously, he's an AHL, I would say, veteran at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, again, and I think it's another wait and see team. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they did phenomenal. They did phenomenal against Chicago. They did, and I have my eyes on Scott Perunovich, um, Hobie Baker winner with Minnesota Duluth. Uh, somebody who, again, right on that bubble of, I, I think if he gets an NHL job out of camp, he's not going to touch Springfield this year. If he doesn't get that job in camp he's not going to be in Springfield for very long. Just a very talented player, someone that that organization is kind of looking to for the future of their defense group. They've kind of, they've moved on from Petrangelo. It looks like, um, oh shoot, no, I'm blanking on names. Um, give me just a second here. Um, I, I don't want to say that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tory Krug, um, someone who they've they've talked about trading as well. Um, Nick Letty, they brought him in last year because with how bad the Blues defense was to start the year, they needed somebody to kind of just steady the room a little bit. And Letty was that guy, um, but but kind of where do you go from here? You've got a lot of defensemen that are on the wrong side of thirty. You need some younger guys in there, and Perunovic is kind of shaping up to take on that type of role. And there we saw it with their youth movement and the forwards, uh, Robert Thomas getting paid this offseason, Jordan Cairo getting paid earlier this week. 
um, some big money deals there. So Springfield, I think, is poised to do very well this year. But again, how much of that is going to be with Levo and Perunovic? Where are those guys at? Because they could really be the the big guns that put you over the top, or they could be when they're gone. Where where do you make up that type of performance? For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think that you know they're another team to just watch. Um, I I think that they either re-signed or he's continuing. Like he's in a two-year deal. Uh, Will Bitten. He's mm-hmm. He's a he's a younger Jerry Mayhew. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think it was him when I was at Game Four. He um, he basically rocked uh, Jamison Reese's jaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Reese go down right in front of me, and I was like, no. No, this is not what we need right now. <laughs> nope. Uh, anytime you see that type of hit and it's like right in front of you too, it's it's like, oh, shoot. I know, like my, my heart just sinks. Yep. It's like, <laughs> um, please, please get up. Let me see that you're okay. I mean, Jameson got up and like, I think um, Coach Ryan Warsawski at the time told him to like take a shift off. Make sure you're like, your, your heart rate goes down before you go back out there, but Again, that was another one of those games where you're you're playing for a championship, and it was getting scrappy. So, mm-hmm. because they were tired of playing with each other, honestly. <laughs> At that point, you're tired of playing hockey. You want a break, and you're playing against this team now for the last week and a half. <laughs> Speaking of taking a break, let's take a break with uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Uh, this upcoming segment, <coughs> excuse me, brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit NeshaminyCreekBrewing.com. Check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Wilkes Ferris Grinton, 35-33-8 last season, fourth in the Atlantic. They beat Hershey two games to one in the first round of the playoffs before losing three games to none to Springfield. Uh, Wilkes Ferris, a team that has kind of established themselves as a perennial playoff team they've only uh three times in franchise history not qualified for the playoffs um and sam i'm gonna make you a little mad here because you're gonna have to say nice things about scranton here a little bit so uh we'll have some fun with that um several big uh departures used Ricola, louis Domingue, matt markowski uh, but they did get dustin takarski to take over in net for louis Domingue. Uh, Sam, what are you expecting? For, I, I'm not wording this question well already because you could go about 20,000 different ways with that. Um, put, a, put a bow on Scranton Forest for this season and what we can more or less expect from them going forward in as nice a way as you can make it. Put a bow? Oh, man. All right. Yeah, a, a bow on their offseason and, and where are they at? <laughs> um. I mean, the Pens as a whole did really well. Both teams made it to playoffs. Um, now the the AHL playoff format is different than the NHL, obviously. Um, they didn't make a lot of moves, which, again, you know, I mean, if you have, you know, I mean, Louis Domingue obviously deserves to try and go get an NHL spot. 
Mm-hmm. He, I think, was he the backup goaltender or was he the emergent? I think he was yeah, the emergent. Yeah, he, was, he was number. He's number three in that mix. Um, yeah, he was number three. So I mean, then to Smith and Jari ahead of him, but he played well when he was called up. Yeah, he played really well. Um, they also signed defenseman John Lazat, and they signed defenseman Mitch Rennick to an AHL contract as well. Um, so you're signing, you're signing defense. Obviously, that's where you're lacking. So again, you know, watching them, you you never know who's going to win the game because it's so competitive with <laughs> with um. It's just it's a competitive nature. It always has been and always will be with with Wilkes-Barre. The same thing with Hershey. It's always a competitive nature. So you never know who's truly going to win the game until the game's over. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I think they're in good shape to make another playoff run this year. Um, a couple other uh, additions here. Some guys coming up from. Uh, Quebec Major Juniors, uh, Rivas Ansons played for the St. John Sea Dogs, and then Brooklyn Kalmakov uh, on a one-year AHL contract. He was with Victoriaville and with Moncton. Uh, Drake Kajula in there as well. Um, for me, though, uh, Dustin Tokarski on the, the back end coming in for Deming is another really entertaining signing and somebody that I think Penguins Tukar- fans know and, and will like. Tukarski is a really good goaltender. Um, you know, you, you have those goaltenders that are just like, yeah, but you kind of know if Tukarski's in that, it's kind of like, oh. Yeah, I have to deal with this guy now tonight? <laughs> like, like, really? This, <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, we shall see. I mean, they didn't make a lot of moves. Um, they're bringing in the, the kiddos from the junior league, so we should see. Uh, Buffalo Bayou? Yep. Yeah, Buffalo Bayou. Uh, Buffalo Bayou Brewing. Visit www.buffbrew.com and check out their menu of beer and food. If you are in the Houston area, go check it out. Uh, Buffalo Bayou, another sponsor of our show. They're bringing us this next segment. Um, our last team of the night, or do you want to do Righteous Felon first? You do Righteous Felon first. Okay. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that, and then I'm just gonna you know put my mic down and let yeah. you go here. Uh, <laughs> we've all been there. Three o'clock p.m. rolls around. It's too late for lunch, too early for dinner, but that growling in your stomach needs an answer when that mid afternoon hunger rolls around. Reach for a bag of Righteous Felon beef jerky, made in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Righteous Felon has tons of flavors like OG Hickory, Baby Blues Barbecue, and Habanero Escobar to fill you up right. Use the promo code OCSN at checkout on RighteousFelon.com for 15% off your order. That's OCSN for Old City Sports Network on your jerky bundles, meat sticks, and more. Righteous Felon snack cabinet contraband fresh from the smokehouse. Uh, I put an order in with those guys uh, earlier this week. I'm very much looking forward to uh, that delivery, but not as much as I am looking forward to hearing you talk about Lehigh here. I... As soon as we knew that this was the topic for this week, I'm like, cool, Sam's just going to run with this. I don't have to even hardly prep for this segment. I still did anyway, but uh, th- this is your your segment. So t- take this one and run with it. How about you go with what you have first? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll I know my it. team. I've still got to do the uh, – they were 29, 32, and 15. They were eighth in the Atlantic last season. 
uh, a league high 10 overtime losses last season. Um, but you're not here to talk about last season. You're here to talk about this upcoming season. Last uh, season, I don't want to remember. Yeah, no, nobody associated with the Phantoms wants to remember last season. There, there was a point where I was just like, I'm supposed to write an article on this because how many, how many ways can you say? <laughs> oh no, we sucked again. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Um, but yeah, to get into it, um, <sighs> knocking so on wood very, very hard. <laughs> um, this team could be shaping up to be a true contender this year. Um, knock, 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 knock. Healthy, 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 healthy. I'm putting it into the universe. This team is going to be healthy this year. Um, this past offseason, obviously, it wasn't a big splash. They made more of a splash for the AHL than they did the NHL, obviously. Um, so the, the Flyers organization signed Louis Belpito. Um, Another Adam, Chuck Fletcher guy. Yep. Adam Brooks. Uh, Troy Grossneck, obviously. That's, that's a hot topic right now. And Cooper mm-hmm. Marodi. Um, Cooper played with, oh boy, Bakersfield. Um, so I'm interested to see how Cooper does. Uh, he's an AHL guy. Troy Grossneck. Mm-hmm. Troy played for Providence. Um, I just got to say this to all Flyers fans. No matter what, you're getting an AHL goalie as your backup. Suck yeah. it up and deal with it because there we don't have any other option. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you want Carter Hart to play 82 straight games, and I don't think you want that to happen. Nobody wants that, and even as someone who is not a Flyers fan, I don't you know root against the Flyers, but I wouldn't call myself a Flyers fan. I don't want to see that for Carter Hart. Like it's still a young but very promising goaltender, and like he's shown that he can be a very good NHL goaltender, but a rough go of things the last couple of years as the team has kind of started to turn over a little bit. I don't want to see him thrown to the wolves for 60, 70, 80 games. That's, that's too much. There's gotta be somebody there to help take some of that pressure off him so that he's not overexerting himself and burning out. The two AHL goaltenders that they have vying for the backup position Felix Sandstrom and Troy Grossman. Either one of them are more than capable of handling 20 to 30 games for Carter Hart. Now, what if Carter Hart gets hurt? Nuts and bolts, you're absolutely screwed. People got to think about that. What if Carter Hart gets hurt? You're going to have an AHL in the NHL. So, yeah. Shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, barring like, and I don't know that he would even do this, but somebody like um, Braden Holtby, who is injured and like, is he going to come back and play? He's currently without a deal. Is there a situation where he might take a backup role just to kind of see, like, do I still have it? There's not the pressure of, I have to be the guy. 
It's kind of more, can I work my way into it on a minimum deal? That's like the only type of situation I could see where it is somebody else. But even there, you know, is Braden Holtby coming off injury better than Troy Grosnick? I don't, I don't think so. I also think it's a money issue. Yep. That too. Because we are very much over the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so Isaac Ratcliffe, big boy, big boy. Like he is massive. He is six, six or six, seven, like 200 and some odd. He's a big kid. Um, he's signed to a one year, two way. Um, Willie just, he's, he's a good player. He, um, definitely had a, a rough go of it. He had some injuries in the, I think it was the 20, yeah, 2021 season, the after COVID season, the one where everything was condensed. Um, Isaac broke a rib and had a punctured lung and needed surgery for it. Ouch. Isaac then came back to play and completely rocked the Phantoms. He got goals and assists everywhere. So, yeah, I see a big year coming for Isaac. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> I am so excited to see you so excited. Like, it is going to be a fun year for the Phantoms. And, like, if you're a Flyers fan and you've already, like, thrown this team to the Wolves for this year and you're, you're you know, willing to write it off, like – hop on the Phantoms wagon because win or lose, they're going to be a tough team to play every night. They're going to be a fun team on the ice every night. And I really think the Phantoms are in much better shape than last year. If they're healthy, like you said, it's a team that can make a run. Um, They also re-signed uh, Jackson Cates to a one-year two-way contract. Mm-hmm. That's Jesse's boy. Um, Jackson took a very hard hit to the wall. And I always say, um, this was probably, I think it was February. I don't know. I remember calling Jesse. (laughs) Um, I, I remember that is one hit one, one moment in like my hockey life that I will never, ever forget. I remember what I was doing, who I was walking with, what I had in my hand. I dropped, listen, I am a chicken finger and French fry girl. I dropped my chicken fingers and French fries (laughs) to make sure Jackson Cates was okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, one of my favorites. And uh, I will always thank him for for giving me his time this summer. Pat Nagel is returning. Mm -hmm. Patty Nags is coming back to the Phantoms. (laughs) Um, He's another goaltending piece that we can use. He... um, he went to the Olympics last year. Lappy was so proud of him. <laughs> I just remember one press conference. He's like, yeah, I've got an Olympian on my team. I'm like, thinking to myself, whoa, there, Lappy is like, he's third stringer. But okay. <laughs> but and nonetheless, Pat Nagel, great goaltender, veteran of the ECHL, um, veteran basically of the AHL as well. Um, he was with the Red Wings. For a hot minute, um, Red Wings organization. Uh, they brought back Ryan Fitzgerald for his third season with the Phantoms. Um, 
Ryan Fitzgerald had a had discipline in both of his hips, um, and he was out for most of the season. He came back, he played four games, and then was out again. Uh, we re-signed Alex Kyle. Love, 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 love Alex Kyle. He is a great player. He played 27 games with the Phantoms last year. He just came to the Phantoms in, like, January. Um, came into the Phantoms, played a couple games. What was the story of Philadelphia last year? He broke his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries, injuries, injuries. But he played for the Maine Mariners as well. He came to us from the Maine Mariners. So he played for the Maine Mariners, came to the Phantoms, went back to the Maine Mariners, came back to the Phantoms. It was literally like back and forth. Um, he scored four goals and three assists for the Phantoms. So he's a player like you notice when he's not there. If that makes any sense. Um, let's see. Charlie Gerard, great player. Um, he's re-signed. And if my phone will cooperate. He played 55 games, and he played different roles on the team last year. Um, He was a fourth and third line center to being a top line right wing. Uh, Listen, we were depleted last year. (laughs) The Phantoms were very, very depleted. Um, So if you have that type of guy that can play those different roles, that means more to a coach than being able to play one position when you can play multiple. Um, you know, I have, I have friends who have kids that are playing hockey and like the, the Bantams, like just the, the kid leagues. And my one friend was like, yeah, well, my son plays goalie, but they're also having him play forward. I was like, that will serve him so well. Yes. <laughs> like, Especially at the, at the youth levels, like, like, don't complain. Don't, don't pigeonhole yourself. Like, it will make you better as a whole to understand what everyone else on the ice is doing. They made a signing from Wilkes-Barre, and I am so excited because we need a scrapper so badly on this team. Jordy Bellaries. I I sent Jesse a YouTube video of Jordy fighting, and he's like, I like that guy. <laughs> well, and especially when you can poach him from a rival team, too. I mean, that, that just makes it even better. Yeah. Like not only do we not have to play against him, but now they do. Um, so a fun wow. offseason for Lehigh. And I'm going to ask, are you picking Lehigh to win the division this year? No. No? Ah, I thought I could get you on it. <laughs> no. Um, I'm pulling for Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Okay. I mean, yeah, Lehigh is my my home, and they're my boys. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding out. Um, just a couple other signings that these these kids are probably going to go to Reading, which is our ECHL affiliate. Um, Garrett McFadden, he served as the seventh defenseman for the last couple games of the season. Trey Bradley comes from Colorado organization. And Luca Burton, who also comes from the Colorado organization. So, um, yeah, like, we, like we talked about last week, Colorado doing 
a lot of things right at every level. So pulling a couple of their guys can't hurt. But uh, yeah, getting back to that 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 line tomorrow night for the. the I was gonna say it one more time just to put a smile on your face to close the show. Tyson Forster, Jackson Cates, Noah Cates. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be fun to watch. I hope you post a lot of videos from that uh, on your Twitter as well uh, at Samantha Wismer if you want to join in for that one. Uh, I'm gonna throw my pick out there. Um, I'm going to take chalk. I'm going to take Springfield. I feel like they're probably the, you know, the favorite if you had betting odds on it for now. Um, I, I just think they're in the best shape with, with what we know going into the season. I, I think they're just in the, in the best position for making that pick now, but I want to hop on that, that Lehigh wagon this year as well. It, it's going to be a big part of the show. Um, you don't like it too bad, but we're, we're, we're going to have fun with Lehigh this year, I can't, I can't however it goes. I have to be biased, but mm. yeah. <laughs> as, as neutral as we can be, Lehigh is going to be fun this year. Um, but that is it for tonight's episode of American Beauties. I uh, want to say one last thank you as well to our sponsors, Righteous Felon, Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company, Norse Beards, Buffalo Bayou Brewery, Lugaroo Jerseys, Sterling Pig Brewery, and the Old City Sports Network. Uh, we will be back with another episode in a little over a week. Uh, it's going to be Sunday the 23rd, 5th, something like that. Uh, 25th. So we'll uh, have a show on that Sunday and record it and uh, get it posted then. Um, and we will be talking about the North Division. So get excited for that one. We've got a little extra time to prep, and, and I certainly need that. So that'll be great. Uh, but that's it for tonight's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and we'll be back next week-ish with the North Division. For Sam, I'm Dan. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody.